0: to the Before the Stage podcast. This is a podcast where we go behind the scenes of the classical music industry to see what an artist's life is before the stage. So today I'm interviewing Megan Kuhar, who is a coach who empowers creative entrepreneurs to step into their true potential and make an impact with their brand and business online. In this conversation, we're going to be talking about growing your business and being a student and how what that looks like at this time, especially right now. And so I hope you'll stick around for the whole episode. Megan has some great wisdom on social media and really showing up in your business and mindset changes and just how to go about this whole career. In addition to coaching, she's also an assistant professor of music technology at Baldwin Wallace University Conservatory of Music. That's where she teaches musicians how to build their brand and create videos, podcasts, and websites. So let's go ahead and get on into the show. So hi, Megan. It's great to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited because you just know a lot about technology and, you know, you have so much expertise in this field that I think all of us have kind of been put into <laughs> in the last couple months. <laughs> I so. know. It's all of a sudden my job is way more important than it was before. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Like, I, I think just in general, every musician has been like, I have to do something on social media now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been trying to tell them that for a long time, but... <laughs>
1: Now Now they believe you. Now
0: they believe me, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have a quick question because, you know, you were a musician, and I just want to understand how music started for you.
1: Yeah, um, so I am a percussionist, and I also play, like, I dabble in, like, keyboards, and um, and I sing a little bit, and um, I'm in a band with my husband, and um, I started music in second grade, starting piano lessons, and really what, like, stuck out to me – When I was a little bit older than that, was the Beach Boys. (laughs) So like I immediately loved music because of harmonies. Like it was like the number one thing that kind of took me and really hit me. And I just like kind of it became my life from that point. And when I was in fifth grade, I joined percussion in you know, I joined band as a percussionist and ended up majoring in I had a I did a BA in music because I did an arts management program. But I was percussion primary and studied Mostly, well, I did orchestral stuff, but what I really loved to do was um, West African and Afro-Cuban percussion. So um, that's kind of my life. Um, that was what I really, you know, was like – it was like the soul music for me. It was really important to me. So um, so that's how I got started with it, and, um, you know, it's just always been part of my life, and I still love harmonies.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know you were a percussionist. Yeah, that's so cool. Thanks. And how, how like you're – we're attracted to like very soulful music right off the start.
1: Yeah. It's just like, you know, the layers. I Like I've always yeah. been the person that like I would be in the car, you know, like as a kid with my Walkman and my headphones, we'd be on a road trip or whatever, and I would be like trying to sing every single thing that was happening at once, <laughs> like really trying hard, you know, obviously being very annoying, but – I just like, I always hear those layers. That's what's really, um, really beautiful to me.
0: Oh, that's percussion is perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All about the layers. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, and now you run your own business and also are a professor. So how did you kind of get to there from um, BA in arts, you know, and percussion and now running your own business and working as a professor? Well, um, you know, I graduated
1: at similar to what the students in 2020 probably felt at a pretty rough time. It was 2008 when the economy crashed. And um, I was in a field that I was honestly only in because I didn't really know what else to do. I did arts management, which was kind of more on the nonprofit side of things. And I just did it because I I didn't want to do the full BM program because I just didn't want to have to learn like, I don't know, any of the like excerpts that I didn't feel like playing. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no. And, uh, I wanted to just play like West African music. So I did the BA so I had more freedom. And, um, I just, when I graduated, there were no jobs in nonprofit arts. So the first thing I did was, um, go to go back to school to an associates program, uh, at a community college here near me where I studied recording arts and technology. Um, I always, ever since I was in like seventh or sixth grade, I always loved building websites. Um, and back then, there was no like Weebly or Wix or anything. It was just literally, I learned HTML and was coding and stuff and like making little like fan sites for Sailor Moon and stuff like that. And uh, so, but I always loved technology and felt comfortable around it. So I just figured like I would merge that with music. So I did an audio recording and um, started teaching in that program after I graduated. And then I got my master's in music technology and, um, and it was teaching at where I am now, Baldwin Wallace, which is where I went to undergrad. Um, and, uh, you know, as I was teaching there, I sort of got to develop a lot of my own projects and curriculum. And, um, what it really entailed was helping the musicians, uh, all the majors, you know, we have therapy, education, music, theater, music, performance, composition. We have, you know, anything you could think of really And, um, you know, they all just, we wanted to help them be more prepared when they graduated. Um, so I really was like, well, I love audio and, and I know video and, um, websites and social media. Like I can teach this stuff. So I teach, um, I teach all of those things in various classes. And, um, as I was doing it, I just realized like, you know, like a freshman, in college might not really see this as important yet, but when they're 30, they really care about it. So maybe I should start doing this also online. Uh, And so that's kind of how I started my business. I was like, you know, this is really helpful information. And I'm just not like the, the target audience needed to grow up a little bit, I think. So like, and I still teach this stuff and I still have students every year who are super grateful, but Um, But it's like, you know, when you're required to learn it, it's not as exciting as when you actually realize like, oh my gosh, I really need this. So, um, so I basically, uh, you know, was using similar lessons and things that I have been teaching for many years now and, um, and sort of turned it into a business. Um, And right now my business is primarily coaching. I mostly do group, uh, I do one-on-one coaching. um, And um, my e-course is, not really active anymore. So, um, that's sort of old, but, um, I mean, it started off with that, um, e-course, but now I mostly do one-on-one coaching and I have a group coaching program as well. Um, so it's just been really, really amazing. And I, and I've expanded, I, I work with a couple musicians, other creative people, different types of creative people, um, and just really help them to learn how to, Really, I like to call it align online, like learn how to align yourself because branding is really about discovering your identity. And, um, and when you do that, you might feel really amazing, but you might not know how to share it. So then I also teach like, how do you get it out there? You know? So um, it's kind of like the, the process, the process of like learning more about yourself, learning how to express it to other people, and then learning how to use technology to get it out there. Wow.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> just how important this is to for the the generation, you know, the next generation to understand. And yeah, a lot of us, when we leave school, like I just graduated with my master's. And now I'm like, Oh, I need to figure all of this stuff out. Right? <laughs> like, who who is my target audience? And like, what do they want to know? And what do I want to know <laughs> to how to do this? So just yeah. like, just how you're coaching that next generation and to figure, you know, technology out and just to figure out what they should provide. Yeah. It's all about finding
1: your purpose. A lot of us as musicians, like I told you when I was in second grade, I started piano. I did not have a purpose. I just thought it would be fun, you know, and uh, musicians, especially classical musicians, I know because I have been one. We are so trained to just go and practice and go, go, go that we don't really stop to think. Like I told you I did the BA so I didn't have to do excerpts. I did the BA because I didn't want to have to do what other people told me I should do, you know? Oh, wow. And it's like that's what we do as classical musicians. Like we just do what other people say. Like should we learn this thing? Yes. We, everybody has to learn this thing. Mm. Should you know? Should we practice for longer? Yes. Everybody has to practice longer. It's just kind of like we don't – Why? Why am I doing yeah. it? You know, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever say, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. No, you should be doing it. But you need to know why. Because if yes. you don't, you're going to burn out. Like, well, <laughs> that sure. is a promise. <laughs> you will burn out. Yeah. So you've got to have that motivation and you have to have that that
0: purpose behind what you do. So I guess that leads into my next question. As students are kind of figuring out their purpose of what to do in their career. Do you have any like general advice as they're going on that path? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, a lot of times it's difficult with students depending on when I get them. So like most of the time when I start having them answer these questions, they're juniors or seniors. So they're sort of ready. Um, and you know, they might have some ideas. Some of them though, really aren't. And it's okay. Like, you know, what I usually tell them is like, I don't want you to have an existential crisis, okay? But like, I want you to think about these questions, start trying to answer them. And if you don't feel like it's complete, remember these questions and keep thinking about them as you go through your life. Because the more you know about your perspective, like how you see things, what's the lens that you're looking through, the more you know about your purpose, why you're doing it, what's the motivation, then you're able to when you see somebody say, Hey, do you want to take this gig? Um, you can be like, does that align with what I want to do? Does it align? You know? Yes. Okay. Then yes, I'll take it. You know? Um, so I think it's just like my biggest piece of advice is really just keep asking the question, even if you don't know the answer and just keep trying to answer it because part of what you're doing is you are seeking out the right way to phrase things um so it needs you need to try several different ways to say it um you know it's it's really about and how how is it that your purpose can impact others right because um so there's this book i would recommend um but if you, don't, if you don't have time to read it, that's okay. I'll give you a rundown of how it works. So it's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. So I taught it in a class. I taught like a – you know how they have in college like first-year experience classes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like college one-on-one. I taught one of those and it was called Ambition and Motivation. And um, we read Grit. And the biggest thing that I would take away from this book is that – Angela Duckworth defined gritty people as having four characteristics. The first one is interest, so that they are interested in what they do. They care about it. They like it, right? The second one is practice. They work at it every day in some capacity. The third one is purpose. So they have some sort of higher meaning behind why they're doing it that connects them to other people. Like, it has to connect them to the world somehow. It can't just be about themselves. And then the last thing is hope or like optimism that it's going to work out. And I think so many musicians have interest in and practic- practice down, but they haven't really thought through purpose and they don't quite have hope or optimism. That is where I think I would say if you're struggling, think about how your work connects you to others. And, you know, think about like how you can also employ some kind of mind- mindset shift. That will allow you to not get sunk into the like, you know, people don't value me the the rhetoric that musicians hear, you know, because we have to fight it
0: like every day in order to be successful. That that practice talk that we sometimes get into. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that um, the third thing, like the purpose, is about connecting to others. Yes, not yes. about like what you're getting out of it or anything.
1: No, it's not. And so like that's where, again, that's where burnout can happen because if you only are self-indulgent about it or it's like, you know, helping you, eventually you're going to like sort of uh, resent it in a way. Like you're going to start being like, oh my God, I'm doing all this work. I don't even like it anymore. What's the point? Because if I don't like it, what's the point,
0: right? Yeah. That's where people
1: start going down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think all of
0: us at one point in college go down that rabbit hole at least once.
1: And you can recover from it, you know, but you have to start thinking about other reasons. Why am I doing it,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, wow. You sound like an amazing coach. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm, like, very appreciative for all of your students you've mentored. (laughs) (laughs) So as, you know, students are figuring out, you know, the purpose and their why. I think every all of us students or musicians should read Grit. That sounds like a great resource. Yeah, totally. I definitely am going to find that book. <laughs> There's another one that I'm about to start reading so I can't really
1: recommend it, but there was an episode of Brené's Brené Brown's podcast, um mm-hmm. another book called Burnout and it's written by twin sisters, one of whom is a like researcher of um science of some kind and then another one the other one is a DMA classical um choral conductor and they talk about burnout and it sounds so good I heard them on Brene Brown's podcast so I'll give you a link to that too because I'm about to read it I think everybody's going to want to read it
0: that would be awesome I'll include that in the show notes yeah
1: because I mean if it's written by a classical musician yeah she knows what she's talking about yeah
0: she definitely does (laughs) we need all the advice and help we can get (laughs) to get out of those little rabbit holes that we bring ourselves into yeah yeah Kind of back to the business um, side of stuff, like what is your first step you kind of guide your clients and I guess students as they're wondering questions about, you know, purpose and why to like building their brand online? Mm -hmm. I guess you've kind of answered that with like bringing about your why.
1: Well, yeah. I could kind of go through that again a little bit because I feel like the biggest thing that people need to do is... A lot of people will be like, well, I know my why. I feel it. I know it. Well, but they've never like said it before. So the really the first thing to do is like you have to start writing about it. You have to like respond in words what your why is, how you make an impact, what's your message. That's the number one thing. Because otherwise you can't create content that has any sort of like consistency or any sort of – um Like there's no magnetism to it because really the point of social media and and a brand really is to authentically share who you are and connect with people that can relate to it or need to hear it. Yeah. And you got to like kind of send out that beacon. So really the first thing you do is you got to write about it. You got to like figure out how to say it.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Any post that I've been just real or authentic about – life situations, I get so much more, like, I guess, resonance (laughs) in my my audience because they're like, I relate to that. Totally. Like, a lot of times I feel – I'm sorry
1: if I'm going on a tangent, but I feel like a lot of times musicians, um, they post as if all of their followers are also musicians.
0: Mm, But that's not really
1: the case. Like, there are people that listen to music that aren't musicians. So, like, what's relatable about what you're doing, you know? what can like anybody relate to?
0: That's so true. Yeah. That's a great question. (laughs) I just have all of these ideas. Yeah. I was actually talking about this with a friend. Musicians are really great at talking to musicians. Yes. But who is our audience? Yeah. Mostly not musicians, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we hope they're not. Like we want to reach. Exactly. Why? How else are we going to make
0: classical music like not die, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get funding and all of that. Yeah. So true. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just figuring out to how to authentically connect to your followers on not just your music side, right? Your real life and kind of—I think there's things we can look at in the classical music field and see how they relate to someone else's life,
1: right? Like, I mean, practicing really hard at something.
0: Yeah, anybody can
1: can relate to that. Working oh, yeah. really hard, taking the tiniest little steps towards progress. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what that feels like.
0: Okay. I guess I have kind of one more question <laughs> written down here. So how do you encourage students as they're starting off on this journey? And Yeah.
1: I I think, like, a lot of times people think that they're going to get to a point where they don't doubt anything and they know exactly what they want to do all the time, but that's just not going to happen. You know, doubt is part of the process. You have to have doubt and understand how to work through it. Like you, you can't just avoid it. So, um, you know, anybody at any level is going to have some sort of doubt that it will work out, or did I phrase this right? Is this the right price? Am I, mm-hmm. you know, am I um, overbooking myself? Whatever it is, you know, any of that doubt. Do people care? Should I even bother? You're going to feel those feelings. the The goal is to learn how to see those feelings and understand them and say, thanks, I'm going to do it anyway, right? Because that – I think that's what trips people up, just the fear of failure and the fear of um, is this perfect enough? Especially classical musicians. We're all perfectionists.
0: <laughs> we are. So,
1: like, <laughs> that's why I was always so passionate about working with musicians because
0: I just want to be like, guys, <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop it. Yeah. I definitely relate to that whole last section you just said about, you know, doubting yourself and where you are and yeah. what you're doing, where you're going. But I think it comes back to remembering your why, mm-hmm. and that kind of gets you out of that rabbit hole. <laughs> it does. And the other thing that gets you out is remembering
1: that it's actually not about you. It's about what how you're connecting to other people. And and that's why that purpose that outwardly connects what you do to the world is so important because that makes it so that it's not about you anymore. And when you feel that doubt and you're like worried about being perfect, you can tell yourself if you don't do this, you're blocking somebody else from, you know, hearing what you need to – what you have to say and they might really need to hear it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> like for coming onto the show. And I think I've learned a lot about just this career and, and how to get yourself out of those rabbit holes <laughs> and, yeah. and just having some grit to get through things for sure. I guess like as a closing question, as musicians, you know, we're getting prepared to like get on stage and perform and everything. Um, what is like, I guess, some marketing tip you could give or something as you prepare for, you know, performance?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, the number one tip I give people when they're marketing is don't treat social media like a bulletin board. If you're mm. literally just sharing information, this show is happening on Friday. It's at eight p.m. It's five dollars. Don't miss it. Nobody cares. You have to give them social something social yeah. social media. Give them something to connect to. So share behind the scenes, like lead up to the event, um, you know, share why you chose the set list that you chose or the program you chose, you know, whatever it is, share about the people that you're performing with. Give them something to latch on to because they're not going to latch on to like date and time. That's not the most crucial information.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That was so great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed this show and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Before the Stage podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the show today. Don't miss an episode and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you have any questions or topics for Before the Stage, feel free to write me at beforethestage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time on the show. Hey there, do you run a podcast? Well, here is a podcast secret you might like. The podcast editors. This team of editors help before this stage create this quality content for you. It's a vital part of the podcast team that keeps the show going. If you need help with editing or want one less thing to do with managing a podcast, contact the podcast editors today. Check out their services at thepodcasteditors.net. Also, it will be linked down in the show notes. Thanks for listening.